Welcome, Traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast in a cyberpunk world called New Etiquette. I am your Dungeon Master Luke, and your players are... Ben, and I play Cortain, a level 2 fighter. My name is Jeff, and I play Gage, a level 2 wizard. Yo, it's Peter, playing Spigs, level 2 artificer. It's Trav with Little Moss, a level 2 monk. Alright, so... Now we have all of our beautiful, beautiful RPG boys back. We will recount what happened last time. Previously on Beyond the Dice, Cortain contacted his team, asking them to meet him at Terry's Diner to talk about another job. Gage and Spigs arrive at the restaurant. They sit down and wait for their other buddies to arrive. The other two don't arrive, and suddenly... Some thugs walk into Terry's diner and demand that the owner pay protection money. The owner, being Terry, declines their offer. A fight breaks out at the restaurant as Spigs and Gage dispatch the thugs and a drone. A motorcycle crashes through the windows of the diner. Following the motorcycle is Cortain and he lands amongst the wrecked furniture, bruised and beaten. Breaking its way into the diner, through the destroyed facade is a large robot figure. It removes its mask, revealing its face, which is half cybernetic. Standing there is Mecha Bugbear. Dun dun dun. just contacted your team 15 minutes ago you have asked them to meet you at terry's diner to talk about the next job as you travel through the dark streets of dark haven on the old iron tied tauren chopper that tolgan lent you you're cruising under the bright lights that are illuminating the street from the neon signs and the advertising screens that lie on almost every street Speeders zip overhead in the airways that take them from place to place, as a highway does for ground cars. You're cruising down the street. It's fairly busy traffic. It's um, it's dinner time in Darkhaven. Sun's gone down. It's getting to that point where these the street is bustling with people walking, running, traveling, riding, driving. You stop at some lights. Can you roll a perception check for me? That will be a six. Okay. I've got some music on, headphones in, not paying attention. Yeah. You see um, this big, sort of, um, this big four-wheel drive truck. It's It looks looks awesome. That catches your attention. It, um, it looks like a, a Dodge 2500. Uh, if you know what that is, it's one of those big American trucks. Yeah. And it turns the corner and you're just at the lights staring at it. You are sitting at the lights. They flick green and you take off, traveling towards Terry's diner. 
On your way there, you see out of the corner of your eye two members of the Aegis, the Order of, of the Aegis. They're walking down the street, passing shops, along with uh, pedestrians and citizens. You see them stopped by a, a small group of, uh, of men in black leather jackets and um, just standard sort of cargo short, cargo pants, not cargo shorts. Cargo shorts um, are rumoured to be the ultimate, um, pa- you know, pants, but they're probably not. Um, they're wearing cargo pants. They stop the Aegis uh, members and you see that one of the Aegis members pulls out a gun, points it at uh, these these six guys on the side of the street. Those guys then pull out guns and they're all they're all pointing at each other. You slow your bike and just pretty much slowing to see if you will if you think it's if you think you'll stop um, and check out the situation or stop to help them uh, when your phone begins to ring or your communicator begins to ring. In your AR and your augmented reality, you see Gage calling. As I pull the motorbike up onto the side of the side of the road, turning off the engine, the engine uh, putters and then and then dies. I answer the call and simply say, "Not now." And then I hang up. I then take the um, the scabbard from the side of the of the motorbike. And have my, you know, I have my revolver at my at my waist, leaving the shotgun at the at the bike. I then make my way over over to what's happening and loudly proclaim, "What's going on here?" One of the uh, the Aegis turns to you and says, "Ah, you look familiar. I've seen pictures of you in the hall. We need your help. Get over here." I walk up, grab the scabbard in my left hand, ready to draw to draw my sword with my right, and yell, My name is Cortain, and you better leave these men alone. The um the gang standing there with um pistols and submachine guns drawn and pointed, sort of look over to you. Their hand their arms aren't sitting as lax anymore. They they point their weapons almost jabbing them in the air towards the the two Aegis members and one of them one of the one of these um, these thugs calls out to you saying you just need to fuck off this is none of your business turn around get back on your bike and leave so if you don't leave you're gonna get fucked up we told you friends here that this town this part of the town is owned by the Edict of Aya, so I need you to pack up your shit and wander off. He points a gun in the air and he he fires it. The people in the street scatter. Um, and can you make a perception check for me? This time I am far more perceptive. I got a, a 20, hold on. Okay, to your left across the road, coming out of a like a fast food restaurant, Four guys in dark clothing 
sort of make their way outside and they start pulling submachine guns. A car slams its brakes on in the middle of the street and you see probably probably like 300 meters from you um, you see a bunch of guys get out of it with the same sort of um, dark clothing on um, and as you look as you're looking across the road out of an alleyway um, probably about three other guys in similar clothing once again and some body armor they um, step out of the shadows um, the three of them holding rifles and he this, this guy that's calling out to you points to them and he says as you can see plenty of my friends are around to back me up the three of you will fall in a second so I want you to get back on your bike and you two turn around and don't stop walking how do the, the two uh, Aegis members look are they do they look confident are they are they freaking out do they look they're like um like green members uh i will roll to see if they have seen those uh all these other guys and if um and see how they react they both see them they're both looking around one of them the one that sort of spoke to you looks at you you can see in his eyes that he's worried the other one is just concentrating, pointing his gun, uh, his pistol, at um, this guy in front of him who's speaking. Um, but you're out. You are outnumbered by far. Yeah. I call out to the other Aegis, to the Aegis members and say, It's not safe. You haven't got backup. Get out of here. I'll deal with this. What do you mean? We can't leave you here to, to deal with this. There's, there's far too many of them. You're not even... You're not even a member of... Of the Aegis. Just go. I'm not leaving. Unless you leave too. I'm here to protect our people. Protect the people of Darkhaven. I can't... Simply stand aside and let you die. And I can't let these pieces of shit... Own the streets. What if... And he, um... He tucks his pistol away. And he puts his hands up. He, um, he backs, like, sort of steps backward, backs off, coming closer to you, and he sort of says, not in a, not in a whisper, but more in a hushed tone, he says, What if we, what if we back off for now, and, uh, we let them take this part of the city, but only for a few days, and then we return with a full force. We'll surprise these shitheads. I, I I whisper back. Sounds like a like a good idea. Okay, we'll leave them for now. We'll be back. And then he calls out to his friend. Durin! Let's get out of here. It's not worth it. It's not worth our lives. And he the other guy pointing the pistol backs up tucking it away and um the two aegis guys make their way back the, the way that they came the group of thugs they chuckle to themselves and uh most of them put their weapons away those that got out of the car get back in as they see that the the trouble has dissipated they drive off 
The others hang around into in the in the streets, sort of just watching you. So now that they're out, if you wanna if you wanna stop being a little bitch, I'll fight you one on one. I don't have time for this. You can fight me one on one another day, but right now, I've got things to do. And he um, he walks inside of a inside of a shop. As he walks into the shop, and I then walk to the to to the motorcycle, I call out. I hope the things you're doing are thinking of a better name for your gang. Makes it sound like a bunch of librarians. They don't say anything as they enter the shop. Because they don't need to. <laughs> Alright, bloody librarians. Nah, I'm kidding. So, you make your way to Terry's Diner. There's a few cars parked out the front. You see um, Gage's car. You see Spig's truck. Some other cars. There is um, uh, like a, a black speeder out the front. Looks pretty nice. You pull up on your bike and you step off your motorbike. You, you turn it off. The solitary light that's sitting, sitting underneath the bull's mouth beneath the two bull's horns that curl up in front of the handlebars. You step off your motorbike. Moss, little Moss. Yeah. You are running late. You got Cortain's message to meet you at Terry's Diner. You're running, um, you know, you're running about 20 minutes late, half an hour late. You're not quite sure. You've lost track of time. What were you doing? Oh, it's a bit embarrassing, do, do I have to say. Oh, I just saw it like a poodle and I was like following it down the road on my hoverboard because it was hilarious. You followed a poodle? Yeah. On your hoverboard. And you got sidetracked for half an hour. Yeah, well, it was... <laughs> it's like prancing, and I'm just like, oh... Did that... it have an owner, or was it just... No, I don't know. Like, that's the fascinating thing. It was just there, and it's like little tails wagging in the air, and I'm just like, hey, cool. I'm going to see where this goes. You're running late. Um, you're You're scooching along on your hoverboard down the streets... And um, you see Terry's Diner. You've been there once before. Um, you had some sort of food there. You can maybe tell us later what, what sort of food you ate. Um, they have they have a special on double bangers on the moment. At the moment, you can see a sign out the front that says, Double Banger Hot Dogs. Um, this is the scene that you come across. Cortain rocks up on his on on a motorbike. You haven't seen this motorbike before. He gets off the motorbike. He um, takes his sword out, sheaths it on his back, as he usually does. Collects all the things that he he needs when he um, when he's on a mission. As he's walking up towards the diner. This big truck, this four-wheel truck, drives up, parking sort of on a on a diagonal in the car park of in front of the diner. Cortain looks back around at it, sort of like smirking, like he's he's admiring this car. You can tell that he probably wants to own something like it. The door swings open, and out of the back seat steps this large mechanical 
anything. It looks like a massive suit of robotic armor. As it gets out, its head turns towards Cortain. It then looks towards the diner, and then its head quickly flicks back to Cortain. It then charges, breaking the door off the truck. It swings its massive fist at Cortain. Um, 25 versus AC. Yeah, that hits me. That <laughs> hits me. a little bit. It, like, left hooks Cortain in the side of the head, dropping him to the ground. He then boots Cortain in the stomach. That will be a 18 versus AC. That also hits. Sending him three meters, he grabs the bike. This big robotic mechanical creature grabs the bike, slams it into the ground next to Cortain, who makes a deck saving throw for me. Crit. Cortain rolls out of the way as this mechanical being slams the bike into the ground. Fuel sprays all over the place as the front wheel is completely bent, buckles, and one of the horns pierces the petrol tank. Cortain gets up out of his roll, moves towards the diner out of the range of this big mechanical thing, goes to pull his shotgun up and the robotic creature throws the motorcycle. Can you make another deck saving throw for me? Eight. Eight. It hits Cortain. It bounces off the ground, smashing through the windows of the diner. Little Moss, you're running across the road towards uh, your friend, towards this scene. As Cortain picks himself up, holding his arm, the robotic creature uppercuts with a 24 versus AC. Sending, not not you, Little Moss, but sending Cortain oh. flying through the windows of the diner. That's good, I guess. The mechanical yeah. creature then walks forward, smashing through what remains of the facade of this diner. You see it lift its hand up, remove this face mask, this face plate covering its, its face. Hydraulic bursts of air spray from the sides of it as it throws this heavy plate to the ground. You hear it yell something out in a voice. You charge in. Cortain, uh, you take... Six, uh, six... You take eight damage from all those hits. Okay. Um, in front of you is the Mecha Bugbear. The same one that we fought, like, is it, is it the Bugbear but mechanized? Yeah, yeah, so it's the Bugbear from, um, from earlier episodes. Oh, shit. That you hand, you handed over to those, those people, um, that you did the job for. And now he is taller he is wrapped in this 
this huge armored suit, half of his face is missing. There is a red glowing eye, gray sort of skull-like plastic, and on one side of his face, on the the right side of his face, where the uh, his robotic eye is, he has metallic, um, sharp, metallic teeth and a, and a metal jaw. You see Gage and Spigs inside the diner, mm-hmm. and um, a sort of teenage half elf that has a, a med kit. He's ducking down um, behind a table. And I would like all of you to roll initiative. As I see my allies, I call out to them, the garbage man's back! No, they don't say anything for some reason. Bit We're weird. still in awe of everything that's happened. <laughs> Little Moss 6. There's a bear in here. Whoa! 14. 14. 12 speaks. 11 gauge. Out of the big four-wheel drive truck steps a guy in a tactical vest he's wearing a um he's wearing a, a, a black cowboy hat sunglasses he has a uh, a goatee he's holding a um an smg at his back there's a short sword he turns to little moss who's running across the um the car park into towards this scene and he points the short sword and says if you move any closer I'm gonna chop you down half orc um can I just ignore him you can ignore him yeah I'm just gonna keep running alright if you keep running he will gonna run at the bugbear he will he will run at you and attack you with um his short sword (laughs) he's still not scooching along on his hoverboard nah man nah it's it's serious running time it's not scooching time Okay, so that's a 19 verse AC. Hits. Okay, two slashing damage and two fire damage as the blade glows an orange, hot magma ember red, whatever you call that color, as he slashes out with this short sword, cutting into your side. Next we have... Mecha Bugbear. His big punchy fist hand in um, his right hand, he points it forward and this large gauntlet-like thing um, shoots out this massive um, sort of pommel. Then he places it on this big contraption on his back. You hear a clunking noise the sound of um, like or sound of a drill and out of the big clunky mechanism on his back he pulls out a greatsword he points it at you all and uh, he says tonight you will die in front of me and <coughs> he will he's actually going to continue on Cortain so Cortain um, you're prone yep and he is going to move up 
and try and stab down with this great sword that he's holding one-handed. You see his other hand. He reaches down and out of his leg, this, this compartment opens and a little um, contraption sort of shoots out a shotgun which he clamps in his hand and points it at you. Ah, sorry, points it. Yeah, points it at you as he stabs down with this this uh this great this great sword. Okay, that's going to completely miss because uh, an an eight AC is uh is not. Yeah, it's not going to hit you. So as he stabs down, you roll out of the way. He cuts the he cuts the table that you landed on in half with this great sword. He will then point his shotgun at um, who is... Okay, I'm going to roll odds for Spigs, evens for Cortain. Oh, sorry, for... Um, Gage. Gage. It's a four. Pointing his shotgun at Gage, he is going to fire. 16 versus AC. That hits. Lucky. Six damage. (laughs) Somewhat lucky. (laughs) Somewhat lucky. And that's the end of his turn. Next is Cortain. Okay, I lost my shotgun as I got off my motorcycle and then was pummeled through the through the facade of this of this diner. So I will roll out of the way. Get up as I draw my my bastard sword. And then I will charge at this at this mecha bugbear. Alright. I will awesome. use an action surge to which I which I've gotten at level two. To perform an yep. additional action, so I will attack twice. Nice. Okay, first action. That is a 15 versus AC. That will miss. Alright, second action. 19 versus AC. to use a hero dice. <laughs> I will indeed use a hero dice. So I'll roll my additional 1d6. 21 versus AC. That will hit. Excellent. So what what you do? What you do, sir? I first so first swing he I I, I just simply hit hit metal, hit his arm, and my sword deflects off. So then I try to go for one of the joints, one of the, one of the, just underneath the, like the hip joint. Cool. So then I just thrust, thrust into there with the sword. Alright. Dealing 14 damage. Cool beans. Alright, you stab it into his knee, was it? 
Uh, no, like his his hip joint. Oh, his hip joint. All right. You see him sort of shudder to the side a bit, and um, you did sort of hit a little bit of a weak spot there. Next, we have Spigs. If that's all you're going to do, Cortain. Yeah, that's fine. That is that is my turn. Cool, Spigs. It is your go. All right. Um, I would just swing around the Thunderfire Cannon firing at the Bugbear. Alright, for lethal or non-lethal? Ah, we'll go lethal. Cool. Uh, yeah, look. It's gonna miss. <laughs> Rod is six. Alright. So you fire at him, and... He lifts the great sword up, batting it aside like somebody would a tennis ball with a tennis racket. And do you want to do anything else? I have to reload as a, but I'll move um, towards uh, which direction he is. He, he's he's near the entrance, isn't he? Yeah. Swing round. Uh, I'll just duck. I kind of crouch for cover behind. I think I was still in the the booth. Yep. Cool. Um, can you make a little perception check for me, sir? Sure. Perception. That'd be twenty. Okay. You see the little the little white mouse from. Your, uh, who keeps trying to sneak into your <laughs> bag of holding? You see it. You see it run up the side of the booth towards you, and that's all you do. So next we have Gage. You see Spigs take a shot. He bats aside the sh- the uh, the bugbear, the mecha bugbear, smacks aside the shot with his greatsword. Spigs then dives into the booth. Cortain attacks this creature twice, hitting it once successfully. And what the creature do? shot me with the shotgun? He did mm. shoot you with the shotgun. But there's also Terry, who's pretty much dying in the corner. <laughs> um, where's... where's Because um, Terry's behind the diner cabinet. Um, where is this creature in comparison to him? Like, are they, is it on the opposite side of the of the booth? Yeah, so um, he's Terry's right near the uh, the stools, mm-hmm. near the the bench of the diner, uh, but this this creature's the this mecha bugbear is um, like a decent distance away from it, away from him. I should but say. he still has like direct firing range, like he can see Terry easily. No, there's like supports for the for the roof in the way okay. and that sort of stuff. All right. Um, in that case, then, um, after just hitting, Terry seems kind of okay. The old man seems kind of okay enough. The, the boy's like hiding in the back. So all kind of instances are relatively safe. Um, Gage is going to attempt to shoot, uh, shoot the bugbear and then try and make himself as scarce as possible. Um, hoping that he fights the giant guy next to him and not necessarily shoot back at the, with the shotgun again. Um, so um, pistol 10 versus AC 
Yep, the pistol. The pistol. So that's that will miss. That will that's miss. okay. So he he kind of shoots as he is more running for cover. To try. Yep. Cool. You you hit you hit the you hit him, but it it hits his like um his sort of gauntlet area and his chest area, not hitting any sort of vital parts, hitting the very heavy armored mm-hmm. parts. Di- I dive cover? back into the booth with with little uh, with um spigs or another booth. Mm, another booth. Let's go another booth. Not too close. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, little Moss, you are confronted with this this cowboy hat wearing goon outside as he slashes at you with a short sword. Your friends are getting attacked inside. What are you doing? Uh, I would like to use one of my Kai points to disengage from the. Let's just call him a vague annoyance. <laughs> um, All right. How did you know my name? First name vague, last name annoyance. It's just like, well, that is just proudly coincidental, sir. (laughs) And then I run inside and like I jump at the bugbear. Like I would like to jump off the table and jump up onto his like head and like straddle him. Like like I'm getting a piggyback from him. Um, And then just bash his head like with my fists. Alright, so you want to try and make a grapple with your, like, your legs? Uh, yeah. Alright, let's go with a strength check. Mm-hmm. Um, versus his AC. And, um... Then we'll go with your punches. Uh, 20 versus AC for the strength check. That will hit. So you grapple around his, sort of, neck region Yeah, so I, I'm able to, like, parkour off the bench. You can't really see his neck... Because you can't really see his neck because of the, like all of the armor. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely like get your legs over his sort of shoulder area. Can I yell back and be like, "Hey, cowboy, look at me ride this bull!" You can definitely yell that, and you just did. Yeah. The cowboy looks confused. Okay. <laughs> as, he, as he's as he's like looking at this scene. So like, come. Um, and you're gonna punch? Yes. Yes. All right. Do your punch. Uh, twenty again. Nice, like a like a ghetto crit or a, or a natural crit. Ghetto crit. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Well, that will hit him. Mm-hmm. So roll your damage. Uh, eight damage. I would like to punch him square in like the fleshy part of his face, like just like the last time. Except last time it wasn't his face; it was his balls. Were you doing extra elemental damage on this hit? Um, I hadn't engaged my braces. I was in too much of a rush. Do okay. you totally kirk him and use both hands to strike down? Or? I'd love to just, yeah, fully squish. Like, do double-sided, like, head clap kind of deal. Well, you're not going to clap too hard because four damage is not... Um, was it four damage? Eight. How much do you have? Eight. Eight damage. Well, even then, eight damage is... It's okay, but it's not amazing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, when you when you punch him, and you hit like his flesh, you don't really hear any bones crack, um, but you do feel like there's all small metal plates on the uh, on the fleshy side of his face as well. Right. And 
next we have the goon the cowboy goon boy so he um, he makes his way towards you guys standing there and um, he calls out to the bugbear being like we weren't even supposed to come here what are we doing which one do you want me to kill it then turns to him and he's like leave them they are for me I will destroy all of them if you get in my way I will destroy you the um, the goon sort of backs off runs back to his truck gets inside <coughs> next is the mecha bugbear Oh no. So he uh, is going to use one of his attacks to try and shake it off. Yeah, pry you off. He drops his <laughs> he drops his shotgun to the ground and uh, he's going to roll a strength check to pull you off. Uh, so, let's go with a strength contest. Mm -hmm. So you roll a strength check now. Ooh, 24. Oof, he's only rolled a 14. <laughs> so he grabs you, and and he tries to pull you off. I clench my uh, pelvic but he's, floor. You feel some of the metal underneath, like, um, dent in a little? And he can't pull you off. The hand which he was holding the shotgun in, the the hand, the actual robotic hand itself, um, falls off onto the ground. There is a hole where it where it was connected to. And aperture opens up as the arm sort of or the where the wrist area is bulks up. These little vents uh, appear as air is sucked into this wrist area, and he points this this arm cannon at you. You will get an op attack to hit him because he's going to fire something that is ranged, cla classed as a spell, mm -hmm. a ranged spell next to you. So um, roll your op attack. What what is the op attack? Just. You can punch him or whatever. I'll punch him. Okay. So do I have to roll for attack or do I just roll damage? You roll for attack. Uh, 16. That will miss. Okay. So you hit him. He turns his head and you hit the metallic side. And he fires the spell. Okay. So I need... Where are we? Cortain. Yep. And little moss to make deck saving throws. Fourteen, fifteen. Moss ten. Okay. Fourteen. It misses you, but moss it um it will hit. <laughs> so this bright streak flashes from that the arm cannon. 
you are hit in the chest with this blast of fiery hot energy. Seven. Five. Nine. You did. Six. 27. 27 damage as you take this shot of fiery energy in your chest. Um, Cortain, um, you take half that damage as fire shoots down, blasting off your friend, hitting um, furniture, you, the ground, the carpet, the walls, the roof above, setting the place alight. So, I'm not killed outright. And I have Relentless Endurance, so instead of being reduced to zero, I'd like to be reduced to one hit point instead. Cool. Do you want to continue to hold on to this um, mecha bugbear, or do you think it's prompt that he, that, that little moss fall off? I think with that much damage, I should fall off. All right. You fall to the ground. Whatever clothes you're wearing, probably that black turtleneck, uh, has a... is probably gone fair enough all that you've got at least like arm warmers <laughs> at the moment yeah boy and you're quite warm you don't really need them <laughs> <laughs> um gauge pipes up like i think we've got to get out of here guys this, this guy's too much for us so uh next is oh actually hold on i have to roll for this thing okay next is Cortain. Yep. So, I am badly injured. I will try to stumble outside past the mecha bugbear to my to my shotgun. Does, right. does he get an op attack against me? He will. Can you just make a perception check for me? 11. You smell fuel from the motorcycle. As you smell it, as the flames from this shot of the bugbear hits you, you look towards the motorcycle as it catches fire. This motorcycle burns and bursts into a ball of flame exploding, sending you flying into the wall. You take six damage. The bugbear is shot backwards out of the diner. Uh, Cortain and uh, Spigs from Shrapnel. You guys both take seven damage. Um, do I dodge any of us behind the, the booth? Nah. Nah, this is this is pretty much in the center of you guys. So was that? Well, sorry, was that me as well? Okay. Yeah. Um, Cortain, uh, Cortain took six. Spigs engaged there, took is seven. Is there any chance I can um, pop my shield to resist any of it? Do you do you still have enough spell slots from the last? Battle? I used two in the battle, but I, I think I used one beforehand to call. So, yeah. You you did use you used shield. Which you bolt? used. Which bolt and grasping, shocking grasp, or is that shocking a grasp is a cantrip? But I used infallible relay. Cool. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, you did. Some three. Yeah, so how many do you out. have? Okay. So. Okay. What? Well, you you hit this as well. Now. Sorry, Luke. Is that um what type of damage? It is uh, fire. Oh, from the. Oh, sorry. I thought it was from the, the motorbike exploding. Shrapnel. Yeah, yeah, it explodes, sending shrapnel and mainly fire. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> so, exterior shot. From the, the goon's point of view, he's sitting in his truck. He has some music playing. He sees an explosion, a fireball appear inside this diner. The bugbear, the mecha bugbear, is sent flying backwards, crashing into the ground, skidding along the, the, the asphalt. He sees the roof of the diner collapse in as flames shoot up high into the sky. He opens his door, his mouth hanging wide open, cigarette falling to the ground. He pushes his cowboy hat off of his head, takes off his glasses, and he says, Oh man, Terry's diner's screwed! He looks over at the bugbear, the mecha bugbear, that's getting up. It looks at the flames, and it says, I told you all that you would fall before me. May you burn here today. He walks back to the truck, opening... Actually, not opening, because he he broke off the door. (laughs) Stepping up onto the truck, sitting down. He calls out to the the other goon, who's no longer wearing his cowboy hat, and he says, Let us leave. We will return to our masters now. The goon silently gets back into the truck, turns it on, and drives away. You guys? You boys? Spigs is down. Unconscious. So is Gage. Cortain? Cortain is not down. Cortain... You see this scene of devastation before you. Spigs and Gage Lane booths covered in debris. Flames ripple across the ceiling. You watch the wallpaper peel away, turning the lush jungle pattern into ash. You hear little Moss struggling as he attempts to lift a beam that is pinning him to the ground. You black out. Little Moss, you feel your boots scraping across the ground. You feel a cool breeze and the chilled coarse cement. Someone is dragging you. Your head falls to the side. There, you see Gage lying still. Cortain runs into the burning building that you knew to be Terry's diner. Moments later, A slender figure exits a break in the wall, dragging a wounded Terry and trailing behind him a young half-elf. It seems like an eternity. Cortain hasn't come back. Then, once again, you see that slender figure sprint into the fireball of a diner. Minutes later, Cortain emerges, holding up Spigs with this rescuer at Spig's other side. There are a lot of questions that have been left unanswered, like why is that bugbear a mecha bugbear now? 
And who is the person that rescued our mercenaries? Who stole my favorite flute? Hmm? Any ideas? Anyway, make sure you tune in to Beyond the Dice next time. You might get some answers then. <laughs> this is Crux, and I'll be seeing you soon. Hey all, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, thanks for being my friend, thanks for taking care of my dog while I was away, thank you for collecting grasshoppers for my dad. Um, you can check us out at www.beyondthedice.com, uh, you can also check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash btdpod. Our Insta is pretty fun at Beyond the Dice and we take plenty of D&D RPG nerd geeky pictures, you should check them out. Yo, if you think that uh, people taking other people's legs is a crime, you should totally sign up for Twitter at Beyond the Dice. Also, Crux Tales is hilarious. Check him out at, at Crux Tales. And my own personal favorite, at Rock Pete Scissors. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please if, um, go on iTunes and give us a review. Just let us know what you think and help expose the podcast so other people can enjoy it too. Good night. See ya. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. I'm not sure if you got you guys listened to the last oh Someone changed run sheet to red. You bitch, Travis. Yeah, boy. Sounds <laughs> 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 like you've glimpsed on some lady in the tramp kind of story. Yeah. Man, why do you have to make everything sexual? Well, what, what, lady in the tramp is like a is like a Disney movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't find that. What do you think they do after they ate the spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> if you know what I mean. Didn't Didn't they go for a stroll? Yeah. Along a bridge or something. Yeah, that's a euphemism. Nah, that's a, like, all right. Nah, you're the one who's weird.